join me in prayer. As we know together that there's really only one thing going on anywhere and anytime and that is spirit unfolding creation in its perfect and powerful way. So in gratitude for the beautiful day that unfolded as creation this morning, I give thanks to Spirit. I give thanks to Spirit for showing up in the hearts and in the minds of each one here, knowing that we all have surrendered to that within us which draws us into a deeper knowing, a higher understanding, and a more intimate relationship with our Creator. So we celebrate that this morning as we explore the idea of sacred time this month. We know that Spirit exists beyond time, but yet it unfolds in time. And so we are divine beings that unfold in time in the human realm. So celebrating our divinity, celebrating the presence of Spirit here, celebrating this sacred time that we have together. I know that each one is blessed. Each one receives what he or she came to receive and shares what they came to share. And it all unfolds perfectly, powerfully, joyfully, and lovingly. So with a grateful heart, I let go, I let God, I give thanks. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. If you are new with us here today in the house or online, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. And we take an opportunity every week to welcome you home. Welcome home to our spiritual community that you may or may not choose to make yours at some point. But more than that, Welcome home to your own mystic heart, where all of your answers can be found. So we begin our Teze this morning, which is our meditations half of our service, or of our morning, by joining our voices together, joining in vibration through song and chant. Welcome home to your mystic heart, lay aside whatever came before, let your own intuition start, to guide you to i uh-huh. 
This month we're using a chant called the Little Church for the whole month. It was performed by Donovan originally and appeared in the movie Brother, Son, Sister Moon about St. Francis. And it's about whatever we are building in our lives. Things, 
feel the vibration in the room has shifted. So we begin our meditative journey this morning by closing our eyes, if we're comfortable doing so, and settling into this space, fully arriving, becoming aware of the breath, taking a few deep breaths, allowing the pace and flow to be natural for you, allowing the breath to anchor you. Deeply grounded in the present. Deeply rooted in the presence. And together we enter into sacred ritual. We form and hold a powerful vision. Together we envision a web of consciousness surrounding and infusing the earth. We see and feel ourselves to be a point of radiant light in that web. Can you feel the light radiating from deep within you? Now expanding our awareness, we sense that that same light is shining in and from every human being. One by one, we acknowledge every creature as an expression of light. Every plant every rock, and every grain of sand. Everywhere on the planet, the soil and the water shimmer with God's radiant light. The clouds, the heavenly bodies, all aglow with the light of spirit. We know that there is no separation between us. We are all of one light, one life. We feel our inherent connectedness. As one human family, we acknowledge our personal responsibility and our role as caretakers in sacred service to one another, to all life forms, and to the planet that sustains us all. Grounded in our oneness, we center our awareness in this month's theme, Sacred Time. And we explore what it means to take your time. 
we begin with the wisdom of author Gary Eberly. Sacred time is what we experience when we step outside the quick flow of life and luxuriate in a realm where there is enough of everything. Where we are not trying to fill a void in ourselves or the world. Where we exist for a moment at both the deepest and the loftiest levels of our existence and participate in the eternal life of all that is. In simpler or perhaps just slower times, people seemed to enter this realm more regularly or perhaps even to live with one foot inside it. Prayer, meditation, religious rituals, and holy days provided gateways into eternity that allowed us to return to the world of daily time refreshed and renewed with an understanding that beneath the busyness of daily life there was an underpinning of calm peace, and sufficiency. Last week we brought to awareness the difference between chronos, or clock time, and kairos, or the quality of time, its flow, and movement through our lives. We considered how we might become more mindful of the present moment by attending to our cycles of breath, increasing our experience of kairos, presence, or flow in our lives. And we explored the process of praying the hours, setting an intention to take a moment several times each day at regular intervals to consciously connect with our inherent divinity, with our personal experience of God. This morning, we expand our contemplation to include weekly rhythms. We can use the naturally occurring seven-day cycles of nature, the circa septon rhythms, to remind us that all of creation, not just humans, need regular times of rest and renewal. We consider what it means to build Sabbath into our weeks. Author and minister Wayne Muller tells us that there is astounding wisdom in the traditional Jewish Sabbath that begins precisely at sundown 
whether that comes at a wintry 4.30 or late on a summer evening. Sabbath is not dependent on our readiness to stop. We do not stop when we are finished. We do not stop when we complete our phone calls, finish our project, get through this stack of messages, or get out this report that is due tomorrow. We stop because it is time to stop. In Hebrew, the word Shabbat means to cease. Not simply to cease from work itself, but also from the need to accomplish and be productive. From the tension that accompanies the need for efficiency from our efforts to be in control, from our possessiveness and enculturation, and from the lack of meaning that emerges when we are living a life where God or spirit is not at the center. The existence of nature's seven-day cycle was expressed clearly and beautifully in the first chapter of Genesis. In this first Jewish creation myth, we are told that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and he accomplished this in six days. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. In our own language, there was a time of darkness and rest, and there was a time to awaken, to begin again. Chapter 2 begins, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. 
Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. There is a message here for us in our modern day. Whatever we have accomplished by our creative effort is very good. It is enough. Sufficient unto itself for this moment. Does our creative process stop because we pause to rest? No. The resting is part of the process. We see this in nature. Does the cycle of life cease when the trees lose their leaves, appearing bare and dormant? No. Winter is a time for trees to replenish their nutrients, drawing nourishment up from the ground through their roots. It is a time for animals to hibernate or to stay close to the nest in preparation for the emergence of new life in the spring. It is meant to be a quiet time, a time of reflection. It is important that we learn to stop, to rest for a time, to allow Sabbath to rejuvenate our bodies, minds, and souls. For some of us, it may seem impossible to take an entire day each week for Sabbath, for ceasing. How else might you create Sabbath pauses during the week? Maybe you can step away from technology and into something nourishing for two hours on one afternoon. Maybe you can take a nap without setting the alarm. You might savor a long contemplative walk. Or maybe your week allows you only moments to breathe deeply and so pause and breathe deeply. It is not so important what you do, how long you spend, or how often you take time. It is the intention and presence that you bring into your Sabbath moments, the awareness that you bring that delivers you into the flow of sacred time. During Sabbath, we enter into rest and stillness, release our doing, 
and offer ourselves a time to integrate the blessings and challenges of the week. To bring in all of our experience and doing and allow ourselves just to be for a while. Sabbath offers the gift of reminding us who we are at our deepest core so that our doing can eventually emerge from this place of being. Rhythms are cyclical by their very nature, repeating their distinct pattern at regular intervals. Last Sunday, we contemplated the rhythms of the day, the circadian rhythms of day and night. Each day is unique, offering its own opportunities and challenges. Yet, every day follows this familiar circular pattern. And although a circle has no beginning or end, many of us start our reckoning of the day when we awake, when the sun appears above the horizon and begins to trace its arc slowly across the sky. At evening, as the sunlight wanes, we tend to slow our pace, cease our work, and prepare to rest. The day is a relatively small circle of time, a circle that rests within larger circles. The next larger circle we call a week, one-fourth of a moon cycle, a stretch of time that may contain a pattern of work days and rest days, school days and weekends. And this slower rhythm is exhibited by familiar landmarks. The longer part of this cycle is often devoted to our contribution to the world, our service to others. This period is followed by a time of rest and renewal, time to pursue hobbies or other interests. It is an interval of recreation in which we recreate ourselves by replenishing our energy, enthusiasm, and joy. This time of recreation is essential to our well-being, but sometimes we let it get away. When we overfill our lives with activity, we end up stealing the time from somewhere else, 
and too often that somewhere else is our recreation time. We have failed to make our time sacred. As we contemplate together in the sacred silence, I invite you to consider, have you stolen time from your recreation days? Does it happen often? Might you benefit from a deep commitment to give that time back to yourself permanently? Grateful for this time of rest, renewal, 
and recreation. We allow the music to usher our awareness back into this holy place and this sacred time. Blessed by our shared communion and mutual support, we give thanks. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. I invite you to know with me now that spirit is moving powerfully through each of us and through our beloved community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual influence on our world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out, blessing the entire world. Reverend Diana continues her inspirational message this morning, we open to allowing the divine wisdom within us to resonate with it. We savor these ideas slowly and completely, content to take our time absorbing them. We continue our expansion outward in time by looking at the cycles of the moon and how its cycles of waxing and waning might bring richness and depth to our lives and our prayer. We turn once again to the Jewish culture. We notice that the Jewish month begins with the new moon a place of darkness and stillness from which new life emerges. A black, fertile, sacred container for all that is yet to come. Author Christine Walters Paintner suggests that the moon has much wisdom to offer us with her witness to the necessity of both waxing and waning, both brilliant fullness and utter darkness. At every turn, it seems that nature calls us to embrace both expansion and contraction. As necessary to the very way we were created, the moon was significant to our ancestors in faith in many ways. The night sky was once an important navigational tool. In the Christian scriptures we read about the wise men who followed the star to where Jesus lay. In the Hebrew scriptures Abraham was told by God that his descendants would number the stars. The heavens are God's handiwork from the Psalms and also from the Psalms. God has all the stars numbered and named. We might imagine how vast the night sky seemed to our ancestors, especially during long winter nights. As we take time to reconnect with the luminaries in the heavens, especially the moon, 
we can reconnect to that sense of awe. To the sense of awe that filled the hearts of ancient peoples. We can be reminded of the vastness of creation and the power of creative intelligence and that we are an intentional and irreplaceable expression of it. And so I invite you to hold this truth close to your heart, knowing with me that there is only one source of all of life. And while it goes by many names, we know that it is the creative intelligence, the creative process, the essence, the substance of all that is. It is forever at work, everywhere, and in all things. And so we know absolutely that each one of us is a perfect and intentional expression of that divine light. Each one absolutely unique and here on purpose. And so as we move into our week, we take with us these contemplations about how to bring a sense of rest, a sense of Sabbath to our days, to our weeks, and to our months. Within Sabbath is not just rest, but also cause for celebration, cause for gratitude, the many, many blessings in our lives. And so we allow this to ground us in a state of remembering who we are, whose we are, and how blessed we are. Knowing the power of my word, I am now able to just Lay this prayer down knowing absolutely that it's already done its work. And so on behalf of each one of us, I release this prayer knowing that each of us are blessed, that life in the coming week is grace-filled. And so I just simply let it be that. And together we affirm this by saying, and so it is. Amen. We trust in the sanctuary of spirit, trusting that it's always with us. And so we wrap up our service today by offering a time for the first half. I, I don't know whether to call it a service or a half a service, because if you do stay for the second piece at 1030, you'll find it's one theme and it ties together perfectly. It's just a more uh, upbeat and interactive service, par part of the service that calls forth your wisdom to share in with the group as well, if you choose to. But we wrap up this part of the morning with an opportunity to share, if you choose to, of your financial good with our community to support the work that we're doing in the world. And we um, have a gracious giving program as well. You can get more information if you're interested in making a heartfelt 
uh, donation monthly to our community. But as we do that, we will offer another opportunity to join in chant with us. Will you be my refuge, my haven in the storm? Will you keep the embers warm when my fire's all but gone? Will you remember and bring me sprigs of rosemary? Be my sanctuary till I can carry on, carry on. Carry on. This one knocked me to the ground. This one dropped me to my knees. I should have seen it coming, but it surprised me. Will you be my refuge? My haven in the storm. Will you keep the embers warm when my fire's all but gone? Will you remember and bring me sprigs of rosemary? Be my sanctuary till I can carry on, carry on, carry on. In a state of true believers, on streets called us and them. It's gonna take some time till the world feels safe again. Will you be my refuge, my haven in the storm? Will you keep the embers warm when my fire's all but gone? Will you remember and bring me sprigs of rosemary? Be my sanctuary till I can carry on, carry on, carry on. circle of friends a quiet grove of trees or between two bookends will you be my refuge my haven in the storm will you keep the embers warm when my fire's all but gone will you remember and bring me sprigs of rosemary be my sanctuary till I can carry on, carry on, carry on, carry on.
We give thanks today for each and every blessing that comes our way. Thank you for the financial contributions that will allow the practical aspects of our center to thrive and grow. Thank you for the gift of time and talent and skill and love and attention and dedication that each one brings. And so, knowing that we are blessed by all of these gifts, I simply release this prayer, knowing that these gifts, they just grow and multiply and allow us to return them back into the community, to our community and far beyond. And so it is. Well, thank you for joining us for Teze this morning. If you'd like to have coffee on the veranda, as Chris says, um, until 10.30, uh, you're welcome to stay and take part in our conscious conversation. May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and grace. And may God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace. And may God always answer your prayer. God bless you. God bless your week. Good morning and welcome. Please join me in prayer. As we know together that spirit is in this place. The place where we're standing, the place where we're sitting is holy ground because we bring spirit into it. Each one of us, a divine spark, an emanation, of the one presence, the one power, the one love. And so I welcome that presence in, into my heart, into each heart here today, knowing that that is the inspiration that draws us here. That is the inspiration that connects with the message and with the conversation that we have together. And that is what allows us to be lifted into greater understanding, greater fellowship, more beloved community. So with a grateful heart, I simply 
affirm that this time that we spend together, this sacred time, unfolds perfectly and powerfully and joyfully. And we anchor that together into being by saying, and so it is. Amen. Thank you, Chris, for creating this opening to sacred space and time. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Some of you came in midway through, so welcome. Um, if you are new with us today online, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I am the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We welcome you home to our beloved community. And even more than that, we welcome you home to your own mystic heart, which is where your answers can always be found. So if you've been here before, you'll know that this second half of what amounts to one uh, unfolding service, we begin with some upbeat music. And so feel free to sing along, dance along, move around, say good morning to one another, whatever. Welcome to the Mystic Heart, join the celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part, make this affirmation. Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. Everything's possible through so prayer. Welcome to the Mystic Heart. Okay, wake up that body. Here we go. Everybody, get up on your feet. See the light in everybody you meet. Everybody. Get up on your feet, see the light in everybody you meet. Let us be reminded of who we've come to be. We are love, we are one, one big family. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 yeah, yeah. Let us make a joyful sound, here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound. Here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. Everybody, get up on your feet. See the light in everybody you meet. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 yeah, yeah. All right, in our chant for the month for part two. I start my day. Let's make sure we get a pace going. There we go. I start my day with love. Wanna start my day with love. That's what I get more of is love. I start my day with love. Wanna start my day with love. That's what I get more of is love. Love, love, love. Love, 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 love. I 
start my day with peace. Wanna start my day with peace. I feel that sweet release of peace. I start my day with peace. Wanna start my day with peace. I feel that sweet release of peace. Start my day with joy, wanna start my day with joy. Everything I do is infused with joy. I start my day with joy, wanna start my day with joy. Everything I do is infused with joy. embodiment of All a love right, soaked world. Invite you to remain standing if you'd like and get your whole body involved in our vision of a love soaked world. Amen. Take a moment now to feel the vibration, the presence of spirit in your body. The life energy moving through, through your hands, through your arms, through your feet, up from the earth, up through your legs. The energy in your face and the top of your head, all of that energy sort of moving towards itself at the core of your body, surrounding your heart, infusing your heart, being filled up with love energy and coming alive with the presence of spirit. As we embody our divine connection, join me in the sacred ritual. Feel the power of creation moving through you as together we hold our vision of a love-soaked world where peace and joy and abundance and generosity and justice and freedom are the living principles that guide every life where all humans practice loving kindness and compassion and care for our planet as the sacred home that she is. We're creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, the safety of a warm and comfortable home, medical care, education, healthy relationships, right livelihood, creative expression and contribution, and a sense of belonging. A world in which all beings are valued for their inherent goodness and light, where the peace we cultivate within 
shows up as a world free of hatred and free of violence. We're creating a world that knows no greed, where there is absolute abundance in simply having enough, where every being deserves and receives all that is needed to experience a rich, full, and contented life. In this new world of our creation, every member of the human family serves as a conscious vessel through which God's blessings flow. As we remember the prophet Nehemiah, we know that we are doing a good work and we cannot come down. We will not come down until this world of our creation is in full bloom. We know that it's inevitable and so we adjust our thoughts, words, and actions to come into alignment with that which brings it forth. Right here and right now, we hold and sense and speak our powerful vision. We align those actions and nurture its graceful unfolding. And so we just let it go. We let it be right here and now. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. Ah, more energy shift in the room. Yay. 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 Can I have an amen? Amen. <laughs> I love to do that every now and again. It's fun. And it means what? Amen. Amen. Done deal. And so it is. Same thing. Okay. All right. So let's bask in that for a minute. Because we know that our prayer and our visioning creates a shift. You can feel it. And it gets us ready to have a conscious conversation. That's what we're going to do right now. So I have a question for you. Do you really believe in the power of prayer to affect change? Yes. yes. Yeah? Good. Affirmative prayer. Affirmative prayer. Do other forms of prayer maybe work for other people? Yes. Yeah? Where in your life do you use the power of prayer? Every day. Everywhere. Every day, everywhere. More specifics? <laughs> Every find day, everywhere. Find that thing I lost. Yeah. Gratitude in the morning. Gratitude in the morning. Things get tough. When things get tough. What would, you, what would you pray when things are tough? Clarity, understanding, Clarity, guidance, guidance peace. peace. Remember who I am. Remember who I am. Release. Release. Mm, powerful one. Not judgment. Not judgment. Good. Nice. So what does prayer look like in your life? Do you have a, like a time of the day that you set aside? Do you use it like a touchstone throughout the day? Do you, you know, anybody want to share sort of what that looks like? A little, you know, brief, briefly. Mine's a touchstone throughout the day. Okay. As I come into experiences that might trigger me, I remember. Ah, great response to triggers, prayer. <laughs> My phrase is three words long, trigger. But first, prayer. 
then we can move forward from there. Yeah. I'm inspired by your word about it being a deal, because that implies two sides. Mm -hmm. Some, something that hears what you're saying, and, and as well as you're saying it. So I like this new idea of mine that it's a deal I'm making. Okay, yeah. So you're sending out something to a receptive universe, whatever you want to call that. And it corresponds to what you send out by, you know, responds to you by corresponding to that like energy, to those thoughts, prayers. Yeah, so it is sort of a, a deal. The only thing is, if you call it a deal, you've got to know there are no deal breakers in this deal. Because spirit is consistently love and consistently lawful and unfolding according to its nature, not in a, a way that um, punishes or that brings, you know, blessings to you that aren't available to you. It's more this idea that there's always the loving presence flowing always accessible to us when we remember. And there's also this set of principles that are wor at work everywhere you look. And so remembering that the prayer, the words, the feelings behind the words are powerful. We humans always think of deals as being conditional. Right, yes. And the loving presence and the lawful presence of the divine is not conditional. It's forever existing. So when you ask for something, you got to be ready to accept everything that comes with it. Right. The whole yeah. When you ask for... Oh, very important to remember. Many experiences of this in my own life. Anybody else? Just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, good. In our Teze this morning, we spent time looking at what it means to take time to pause, to rest, um, to create a time of Sabbath or ceasing, the meaning of the word Sabbath, ceasing. In our weeks, instead of last week, we talked about the breath and cycles of breath to bring us back to presence. And we talked about... Um, a process of remembering day by day, praying the hours throughout the day. And this week we're going to look a little bit more at the week-long cycle and how we can bring awareness to our weeks. Let's see, there was a quote I wanted to share. Here it is. Where did it begin? That's what I want to know. Okay, here it is. The Hebrew word Shabbat means to cease, not to simply cease from work itself, and I read this at Tese as well, but also from the need to accomplish and be productive. I think that bears repeating a second time. For me, you do know that I only stand up here and say what I really need to hear every week. So thank you for being my sounding board for what I'm working on. Yeah, ceasing. So ceasing from work itself, from the need to accomplish and be productive, 
from the tension that accompanies the need for efficiency, ceasing from our efforts to be in control, uh-oh, from our possessiveness and our enculturation, from the lack of meaning that emerges when we're living a life where God is not at the center. And so there's another quote that I shared. Again, I think it bears repeating in case you were not here. Uh, from author and minister Wayne Muller. There's an astounding wisdom in the traditional Jewish Sabbath that begins precisely at sundown, whether that comes at a wintry 4.30 or late on a summer evening. Sabbath is not dependent on our readiness to stop. We do not stop when we are finished. We do not stop when we complete our phone calls, finish our project, get through this stack of messages, or get out this report, or Sunday talk, that is due tomorrow. <laughs> we stop because it is time to stop. That is Sabbath. So my next question then, how do you know when it's time to stop in your life? Do you ever get that sense, like it's time to stop? When I'm exhausted. When you're exhausted. That's a really good indication, huh? When you're stressed, it's a good time to stop and contemplate why you're stressing yourself so bad. Okay, so when you're stressed, to stop and contemplate why the stress is there. When I'm resentful. When I'm resentful. Excellent time to stop. When your project isn't going so well anymore. Yeah. Okay. So I, I try not to get to the point where I'm stressed or resentful. I try to listen in mm -hmm. to like that small, still voice. Yes. And hear it. And if I keep hearing, this probably isn't for you. Right. <laughs> Really good advice. <laughs> so stopping, ceasing, resting, because it's time to stop, because there's a voice within speaking to you, trying to guide you in a way that will avoid resentment and stress and upset and exhaustion. Did you have a hand? Yeah. For, and then? Uh, I'd just piggyback on what Angela said. Uh, if, if we're not listening to the still small voice, mm -hmm. Invitations of increasing intensity. <laughs> if we don't listen to the still small voice, we get invitations of increasing intensity. I have also found that to be true. We're not getting our way. Oh, when we're not getting our way, it's a good time to stop. Sometimes there's a reason we're not getting our way. Maybe our way isn't the best way in that moment. Yeah. When we make mistakes when we make mistakes. So what would the stopping look like? You've made a mistake, you stop, then what do you do with that, with that pause? Forgive myself. Ah, forgive yourself. Powerful, very powerful. And I need to remind myself that I can't control it anyhow. <laughs> I need to <laughs> remind myself that this illusion of control is simply an illusion and we can't really control it anyway. Yeah. 
let's see. I, as we go, I always assess, is this still a good question? So let me take a look. Yes, I think it is. Is it possible to decide by the cycles of the clock and the cycles of the week to simply stop because it's time to stop? Okay. You don't want to be a workaholic. You'll notice that in the last couple of months, anytime someone has an opportunity of any kind for me on a Monday, it could even be fun. I say what? No, <laughs> no thank you. I need the day of Sabbath. And for me, Sabbath begins with our service together on Sunday, but that's a very active celebratory aspect of Sabbath, and I'll be talking about that next month. But there's also the time of ceasing and rest, and for me that means being home with my hands in the soil. That's what replenishes me. And that means often that I'm alone in the garden with God and my soil, God in the form of my soil and my plants. Um, I need, I'm actually a very um, introspective, introverted personality um, who is with people constantly. And so I, I require that period of rest on Mondays. So learning to set that, that calendar, and it took me all this time, over three years, to learn how to say no on Monday. So that's one way you can set your boundaries and regulate your own calendar, your own days, your own clock. Anything else that you use to set a schedule of some regularity for yourselves? Does anybody practice that? Nine o'clock, not on Sundays, because I did it before, but now mm -hmm. we come at 9.30. Mm -hmm. I meditate. I go at 9 o'clock, and I meditate for 45 minutes. Beautiful. Every day except Sundays, because mm -hmm. I'm here. Come here and meditate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Great. That's awesome. That's a nice way to begin the day. Whether you call it meditation or you call it being silent or whether you call it, you know, sitting and reflecting with your coffee or your tea, a regular practice of quiet aloneness is a really nice, powerful way to do it. The world's a safer place when I meditate first thing in the morning. <laughs> the world. <laughs> Me and everybody else. Yes. My world's safer then too. <laughs> For sure. So in Jewish culture, celebrating Sabbath is not optional. If you're really devout in your culture and your spiritual practice as a Jewish person, it's a way of life. And there's a little, there's a different attitude around Sabbath than for a Jewish person, at least the ones I've spoken with and those I've read about, um, than we as non-Jewish people might think. You know, we might think that the Sabbath is sort of about following the rules that are set out, sort of a legalistic, this is what we must do because this is our, our religion. And maybe for some it is. I can't speak, you know, no one can speak for all of any one group of people. But I know that for many it's not that at all, that it is actually a privilege and it is a a practice that allows them to experience the many blessings of life in a way that sets them up for the week to come, looking forward to 
further blessing and further connection with God, with spirit. So it's cyclical. In the book of Mark, um, Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Sabbath is a gift, resting, ceasing, whatever you want to call that. It's a gift that is given to us should we claim it so that we can come back into alignment. I just put here that in other words, ceasing from work and the regular routines of living offers a time of renewal, a time of gratitude, time of celebration so that we're reminded of who we are and whose we are. It's kind of a reset that brings our awareness back to God. When we set an intention to know our connection and to celebrate our blessings, it's a reset of a type. It allows us to rededicate all that we take part in in our lives in the coming week, all that we accomplish. We're dedicating it to the good of the whole. We're offering the time and service and energy of our lives out for the good of the whole. And it's a form of internal self-regulation. It is. Yes, it is. We have so much external regulation to attend to. Right. But when you have a strong sense of internal self-regulation, it allows you to get on with your life in a way that you know will be safe. You're right. It is. It's a beautiful form of self-regulation internally. It's not always easy for me to just stop. As much as I love everything I'm saying about this, I love the process and I'm working with it. You know, as I said, if, if I don't need to hear it, I'm not, you're not hearing me speak it. This, it's just that it's not easy sometimes to have the discipline and the, it takes a sense of uh, self-worth in the role that I'm filling to be able to value myself enough to say, you know, I don't need to meet this need today, here and now in order to be worthwhile. I'm worthy just because I am and this is the time I need to replenish so that I can go out and give. And that's, it's, it's a new skill for me. I'm still taking it on. So I invite you to listen to the opening prayer of a traditional home service for Sabbath Eve. Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who hast sanctified us by thy commandments and commanded us to kindle the Sabbath lights. May the Sabbath light which illumines our dwelling cause peace and happiness to shine in our home. Bless us, O God, on this holy Sabbath and cause thy divine glory to shine upon us. Enlighten our darkness and guide us and all mankind, thy children, toward truth and eternal light. Amen. So let's back up and translate a little bit, because this isn't language that we typically use, much of it. Blessed art thou, O Lord, our God, King of the universe. 
when you hear that and take it in, letting it move into and through you, past any triggers it might set off, <laughs> what does it mean to you? God is everywhere. That God is everywhere. It reminds me of that God energy that flows through me, whether I'm aware or not, and to really stop and value that. Mm, to value the God energy that flows through, whether we're aware of it or not. Nice. The image of the all-powerful king or queen or the all-powerful omnipotence. And, uh, but I've always struggled a little bit with uh, blessing God, bless the Lord, bless, mm -hmm. bless God. But uh, we bless ourselves by blessing others. Mm -hmm. and Right. If there's only one of us here anyway, that's, that's what we teach, right? It, there's all one thing happening here. defines it, yeah. gives it boundaries. So I, I, I have trouble with Mm -hmm. That can be a tricky one because our, our heads, our, our intelligent brains can get involved and think that we know, you know, what we want and what's right. And yet, we heard earlier about things not going the way we expected. When that's happening, we have to question, you know, is, is my will in alignment with divine intelligence and whatever's happening is it for my highest good? I like, the, I like that uh, Jewish prayer. Uh huh. I thought so. Well, maybe I should become Jewish. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is. That, that is uh, the idea, the concept of, you know, it's, it's a patriarchal uh, society. Right. Jewish, Jewish tradition. So you have the kings. Of, right, so right. But the idea of omnipotence and, uh, and vastness, like the king of the universe. What's the universe? Right. Universe, one. Yeah. One verse, one song, one story, one thing, universe. It's all one. And I see a hand there and then here. Beautiful. So the unformed potentiality, the infinite intelligence, infinite possible. Beautiful. Guided by wisdom. Guided by wisdom. Mm. Very wise. <laughs> yes. I've read most of the Bible. Mm -hmm. 
almost nailed down on Walsh's books. Mm-hmm. And one of the books that he wrote was called What God Wants. Mm-hmm. And the book's amazing. And in the chapter where it says what God wants, when you open it up, all the pages are empty. <laughs> I, love, nice. I, I really love that because I used to have this problem with, well, you know, God gave that person cancer because God was mad at him. I oh, yes. Yeah. That's not my God. Mm-hmm. So when I read that, what does God want, it just it made me excited because then I realized that God wants whatever we want because we're all God. <laughs> and that sure yeah. takes the whole stress. Or, oh my goodness, am I doing what God wants? Because God just wants us to to experience and to create. Yeah. And when we, when we do that, then God experiences everything that I create and experience. Right. And what you experience and what you experience. That's why we're all here, so that God can experience everything. Exactly. And we have to be careful, too, because I do the same thing. I'm like, what God wants what God wants and it's yes there and it's here and it's all of it so God is wanting what it's wanting like you said by means of us and all of its creation so this concept of Sabbath and ritual Mm Mm-hmm. But most of the time where I need a Sabbath is in the moment. Yes. And it's a, a thing I'm facing. Mm-hmm. I've um, come up um, with an acronym um, and Bob. Mm-hmm. We have two bo- <laughs> we have two Bobs in the room. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the last is to be present, not to be thinking about what's gone wrong in the past or what could go wrong in the future, but to be here now. And so that nice. little momentary Sabbath mm-hmm. is um, the one that I probably use most, even though yeah. I do things on Sunday to broaden Right, sure. Uh, and the idea of Sunday is to plant seeds, like you just did, of tools and things that we can take home to use day by day, moment by moment. And, and Bob is a verb. Yes, it's an active process. <laughs> yeah. So breathe, out, out, focus, and be in the moment, be present. So now when you hear, what about Bob? <laughs> You're going to have a whole new thing going through your mind. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Yes. And that um, when we, in the, for instance, in the 
Hebrew scripture, we see that when God introduces himself to Moses, that mm -hmm. he says, I am, which is not uh, constricting at all. It's, it's right. Yeah. So it's a very, he's kind of radiating out from everything. And then as far as Sabbath goes, I, I think of uh, the work of Jesus, who, um, after he was speaking as God, he said, he said that, come to me, I'll let you know who you're going to be. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Those are both beautiful uh, citations. Beautiful. All right. Back to looking. Oh, so I was going to go to the next line. That that worked. That that went even more powerfully than I had thought. So we started. Blessed art thou, O Lord God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us by thy commandments and commanded us to kindle the Sabbath lights. Okay, once again, letting it seep in, moving its way, flowing past any triggers that might come up. Who has sanctified us by thy commandments and commanded us to kindle the Sabbath lights. What is that speaking to you? Go ahead. Go ahead, Craig. It's talking about the 12 powers. Okay. All right. So it's referring to the 12 lights, or sometimes called the, the qualities of God or the powers. Yeah. So calling you to bring those to flame, bring them forward. And those are the great I am. And those are the great I am. Those and many, many, many more. Most of them are a pretty good idea, or at least were at the time. Right. Um, and so it's kind of a guideline. We, we bridle it, the term commandment, because <laughs> not the but, you know, <laughs> um, but they are, they are, you know, if you follow those, you're probably never going to get in trouble, you know. So there's yeah. that piece of it, uh, kindling the, ca the Sabbath light, you know, when, when you light that candle, Sabbath or uh, Christmas celebration, that's a ritual right. that you cross, when you do a ritual, you cross a threshold into mm -hmm. another state of being. Right. That's what that speaks to me of. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So that commandment thing, we do sort of bridle at that at times. We don't want to feel forced into anything. But then we teach about spiritual principles, spiritual law, and really what, it, what is that? What are spiritual principles? Commandments. They're commandments. 
We don't get a say in how a spiritual principle works. We only get a say in what we feed into it. What do we speak into it? What do we act into it? How, do, how are we thinking? What's going on in our minds? That's what we have a say in. And so in a sense, you could look at those as commandments because they're going to work the way they work no matter what we think about them. Right? Think of, right, 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 right. Yes. I, I kind of identify with that. Yeah. I agree. Half of the commandments in particular are relating to the material world and how we are in the world with one another. And um, they were put down in writing on a tablet, spoken, at a time when society was less evolved than we have come to be and so maybe it looks like a low bar for us and yet in our world now there are still people that covet and people that kill and you know lie and so there is that and we could talk about the command I think I'll do a Sunday on that because get me going and we're gonna we're gonna miss lunch <laughs> we, we love our fellowship time as well <laughs> Thou shalt not miss lunch. <laughs> Can I try to point something out? Uh, Certainly. In spite of the time that no, we're fine. We're it good. has to do, I believe, commandments. Uh, in my thinking of what you've been unveiling here, um, commandments seem to address consciousness and conscience that is mm -hmm. imbued in us. Uh, and, and that may be a male factor, if you will. Uh, I, I rail against the notion of kingdom as there being a rule commanding me to do things just so. Mm -hmm. But earlier in the service, you, you, mentioned, uh, you, you mentioned Mother Earth and called it a her, mm -hmm. which I totally agree with. In fact, I, I believe <clears throat> that she's created me. Okay. So more than a man, I am a, a human being that doesn't have a sex. Right. My spirit is is such that it <clears throat> follows these commandments, um, uh, but it doesn't. They don't order me against the possibility of punishing me if I don't right. do it just so. Right. So I I really enjoy this notion of being created by a. Um, if you will, that is not judgmental. It, it mm -hmm. 
gave to me, just like my mother gave to me and my father gave to me right. this body, yeah. and hence the spirit. So when we bring commandment back around to spiritual principle, it becomes non-judgmental, impartial. It's just something that works the way it works. And what we feed into it, then we see back a result, cause-effect, rather than a punishing something or a wrathful something or a, some of those words that we may have read or heard in our past. <laughs> in our past. In our past, <laughs> but not here. So not here, not here. <laughs> thank God. So you see, we have to have a consciousness, mm -hmm. but we also have to have this vehicle that carries this consciousness. Right. Exactly. Thank you. I, I think of, the way I think of it is that, you know, commandment can have a negative connotation to it, right? Mm -hmm. I think of it as, this is a set of values. Oh, nice. And this set of values. If, if I am valuing something that is different than your values, mm -hmm. am I in line with regardless? That's a really nice way to put that. Right. Since God, we, we would say God is life. God creates life. God is life affirming. So if I have a desire to kill someone, I'm probably not in alignment with God's will or God's way. I think Jesus took it even further mm -hmm. and said, this is my commandment that you love one another. This is what I value is that you love one another. Yes. Thank you. Live? Where do our values live? In our because sometimes what we aspire to value or wish we valued is not what we're actually showing forth as our true value sometimes in the subconscious places there are other values that live yeah that we were nice taught by our parents and right Right. Because that's all we knew as a child. Yeah. Because they were our God. Right. So according to our conditioning. This is rich. This is really rich, you guys. We're all products of our culture. We are. Absolutely. Partly. Absolutely. And well, we partly, have the yeah. To reject and adopt yes. Okay, so our spiritual authority says, yes, I've been enculturated this way, and now I have the choice to accept or reject what I'm seeing around me. And the Jewish people really do use their, their practices, their religion, to hold to their values and not allow the culture to change what they value or to change how they behave. So they stand, if they're devout, they stand in their own beliefs, values in the world, despite what's going on. And that happens in many traditions, not just the Jewish tradition, but as an example since we've been using that today. So, may the Sabbath light which illumines our dwelling cause peace and happiness to shine in our home. How beautiful is that? Does that trigger anybody? I can't imagine. Bless us, O oh God, on this holy Sabbath, 
and cause thy divine glory to shine upon us. Mm. Enlighten our darkness and guide us and all mankind, thy children, towards truth and eternal light. That kind of sounds like our love-soaked world to me, right? Bless all yes. mankind. That's, that's really, that's yeah. And that's active participation. It's active participation. Yeah. Blessing is a powerful form of prayer. That's why I asked when, you know, affirmative prayer, yes, but blessing is a powerful form of prayer. It's an affirmation of a sort. So what a powerful way to start the new week thinking about this idea of Sabbath ceasing, resting. Did you have something else, Sean? Okay, I just saw your hand. Okay, all right. If you were here for Teze, I'm going to briefly just mention the other thing that we talked about to bring us back to our experience of sacred time. If, if you were here and you remember what else we mentioned. Talked about Sabbath and then we talked about the next cycle of time beyond the week, which is the okay, the lights in the firmament, the, the, the month, the cycles of the moon, and how its cycling of waxing and waning can bring a richness and a depth to our lives and to our prayer. So I'm going to read you just a short reading from this book that I'm really enjoying this month called Sacred Time, Embracing an Intentional Way of Life. She says, The moon offers us another window into sacred time, marking the turning of the earth and inviting us into a meditation on the times for waxing, for fullness, for waning, and for darkness. The time of waxing is akin to the inhale and to the dawn, the full moon parallels the moment of fullness in the breath and the hour of midday. The waning moon carries a similar energy to the exhale and a time of dark. And the new moon or dark moon is similar to the moment of emptiness in the breath and the hour of midnight. When we observe her rhythms month after month, we can grow in trust of her regular emergence from the darkness. This perhaps allows us to sink more easily into the letting go. We can learn to trust the times of waning and rest as part of a larger cycle of time. Honoring the cycles of the moon means cultivating a familiarity with and even a love of the darkness. Just as each breath begins and ends in emptiness, just as each day emerges from the nighttime, the moon widens and grows smaller again until she disappears. We live in a culture of productivity where we value the energy of dawn and midday much more than dusk and night. We want to always be waxing or full, and we often resist the waning and the emptiness. But what if we were to view those dark hours and barren seasons as integral to our wholeness? Take these questions in as they come. 
And if one speaks to you, take it into your week with you this week. I'll repeat that one. What if we were to view those dark hours and barren seasons as integral to our wholeness? What if the exhaustion we chronically feel is a sign that we need the gift of deep rest and to follow the moon's guidance? How might our own faith be cultivated by tending these cycles so that we grow in trust in both the waxing and the waning and know that neither is the end of the story? And so we take this rich conversation into our closing prayer this morning. knowing that these many voices are but unique expressions of one God. That each bit of wisdom has been offered from a place of love and connection and wisdom. Trusting absolutely that each one that is here today is here on purpose. There are no accidents. And also knowing that each one of us is blessed by the presence of beloved community. So I say thank you, Spirit, for this day and for its many blessings. For each one here and all that has come forth in this time of conscious conversation this morning. And from this place of deep gratitude, I simply release this prayer, trusting that it's continuing our good work this morning. And we affirm this together by saying, and so it is. Amen. So each Sunday we invite you to join in the celebration of the work that we're doing and in the world by sharing of your financial goods, should you choose to. And if you're with us online, um, you can go to mysticheart.org and find a donate button or a mailing address uh, to share of your goodness with us. So as we prepare for our offering this morning, we have an affirmation. If you feel called to join voices with us, um, it'll be up on the screen momentarily. There it is. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer it freely in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. Amen. And I'm going to let you know that the song we're playing is dedicated to Miss Lucinda Alton. <laughs> this love is always shining, always shining.
losing one or two people in your life that you know, regardless of what's going on in your life, they got your back. Like the rays of the sun, regardless of clouds of doubt, this love is always shining. And then, as you use that as a springboard, you begin to ask yourself, who made you in its own image and likeness? Who's given every quality and named it you in a unique way of configuration? Stop trying to fix yourself. Start to see yourself. Who loves you, baby? Who's got your back? Who loves you? Who loves you? Who loves you, baby?
Not only channels Kojak, but <laughs> others as well. Oh, so we take this moment to offer our gratitude for these gifts to God for the ultimate source of all that is, and to each one here, each godling here that was the relative means of these gifts coming into Mystic Heart. We give thanks for them. We treat them with love and respect and devout stewardship knowing that that your gifts are important and so we say thank you to each one here and we receive these gifts with a grateful heart and so it is okay so right. I'm gonna be April okay. we have invitations Here's in a moment April. I can't be April. I know I can't be April. But she they went to the snow. So what she was going to say was, we've had an additional 51 pairs of socks come in this week. Woo! A couple of scarves, a bunch more toothbrushes to go with what she calls our tubes of tiny toothpaste. And let's see, some more coffee packets. So we are rolling on our 12 days of kindness. Um, moving toward, if you're not familiar with this, April was uh, inspired last year and we began a project where we put together as many care packages as we can for the unsheltered of our community. And near Christmas time we go out en masse and we spread the presents. And so thank you for all your contributions ongoing. We're still looking for more socks. If you see sales, grab them. Uh, instant coffee or hot chocolate packets. Um, and then we're going to move in December into some other points of focus. But we have hats and scarves, all kinds of things coming in. So thank you all for your generosity. And now I would like to invite Miss Angela up to share the rest of the invitations with you. Hello, everybody. Hello. I'm Angela. For those of you who don't know me and are a little worried about me, <laughs> I have exercise-induced asthma. In this case, it's dance-induced. <laughs> uh, we have a bunch of invitations, and I'm going to go off script because that's who I am, and start by talking about our wonderful prayer practitioners. Uh, they are awesome. Why are they awesome? Can't everybody pray? Yes, everybody can pray, and knock yourselves out. Our prayer practitioners have learned how to listen. <clears throat> really, really important when you're going through something, to have somebody who actually listens to what your goals, what your needs, what your perspective is. And our prayer practitioners are awesome at this. So they are here every Sunday. You can also sign up using little cards over there if you want a longer um, session or if you want to meet with somebody in during the week. Uh, Take advantage of these people. They are really good at what they do. And it doesn't have to be a huge crisis. I mean, maybe you like hiking and you've got a hitch and you're giddy up and you want somebody to pray for that. You know, just they're here and they love doing this stuff. So go ahead and take advantage of them. So back to all of this. <coughs> you're going to hear a lot. This thing is long. Um, 
if you zone out, it's fine. We have a website. All this stuff is on the website. We have a Facebook page. Most, if not all, of the stuff is on our Facebook page. And we have a Meetup page, which most of this stuff is also on Meetup. So lots of different ways for you to remind yourself what's going on. And there's the actual regular paper bulletins for those of us who like something physical in their hand as opposed to the virtual approach. All right, here we go. Tuesdays from 3 to 5 p.m., Michael Bordeaux's book club is reading Breakfast with Buddha. This is one of those groups where you come for the book and you stay for the people. It is a fun group. You guys need to come check it out. Thursdays from 12 to 2, we have Fast Track to Wellness. This is a relatively new group. It is a book study, but even more, it's a support circle for those of us who are realizing that we're so busy taking care of everything out there that we've kind of uh, needing to back up and take care of the body temple. It's an excellent uh, support circle. We are reading the obesity code and life in the fast lane. Uh, let's see, next we have Thursdays from 3 to 5 metaphysical Bible study. You don't need to have ever studied the Bible before. And this is actually laugh out loud fun. So I suggest that you at least check it out once or twice. <clears throat> Friday, November 18th. Brace yourselves. <laughs> we have a watch party happening for a path for healing people and planet. This thing is eight hours long. Do you need to be here for the whole eight hours? No. Can you come, leave, and then come back if you want? Yes. It's up to you. This is a short opportunity that we have to stream these movies. Farmer's Footprint is uh, a nonprofit organization with all kinds of people, lawyers, doctors, farmers, everybody's involved, and they're working on regener bringing regenerative farming back. They're working on making our soil, our planet, our food, ourselves healthier. It's a really timely thing. We have a short opportunity to stream these. We have a short opportunity to watch these films and to come together and have fellowship, encouragement, discussion around this. Um, I really strongly uh, want to encourage you to at least check it out for a couple of the movies that we'll be showing that day. Um, join us for Shasta Faith, Shasta Interfaith Thanksgiving. Do we have that one up there? All right. <laughs> Keep up, Michael. Uh, Shasta Interfaith Thanksgiving service. That is Sunday, November 20th from 6.30 until 8 p.m. It's at the Church of Latter-day Saints. This is interfaith. So this is one of those wonderful opportunities we get where everybody comes together, we're all coming together in gratitude, and it's beautiful. We have a couple people in the choir, we have some other people ushering, so go ahead and check that out. Mark your calendars for North State Giving Tuesday, which is November 29th. I have to actually read this one. So, in response to the concept of Black Friday, Giving Tuesday was developed in 2012 to create an easy way for people to share 
financial support for nonprofit organizations. Mystic Hearts on the list this year. So go ahead and check that out. Check what else is on the list. Maybe you want to contribute to all kinds of different things on Giving Tuesday. Uh, let's see, Saturday, December 3rd. Oh, this is cool. Actually, it's changed to December 10th. Yeah. Just change it today. <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> Saturday, December 10th. <laughs> From 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Okay, that stayed the same. Everything else is the same. Okay, but I have something on here you don't have up there. Merry Christmas, Mother Earth. So this is a repurposing and recycling play shop. Play means all children, including the ones that are 88 and 90 and 100 years old. Okay, bring your wide-eyed inner child and your little ones, and let's turn some trash into treasure. It's going to be really cool. I can't wait to see uh, what we do there. Amanda Hunter woo, woo, is oh, heading Amanda. this sucker up. <laughs> Let's let Amanda say a word or two, too. Oh, I, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I wasn't sure when I typed that that she was going to be willing, and she is. So. Yes. And, and, now you're, and now you're inviding her up in front <laughs> of you. Come, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Come here, girl. <laughs> okay, yeah, so... Um, Basically, it's anything that you find around your house that you want to breathe new life into and re-gift to somebody else. Um, or you could go to a thrift store and, um, you know, just listen to what, in your, you know, in your, in your inner light and kind of find what calls you and what might, um, you might want to create to give to somebody else. Um, I think it's a great way to... Uh, step away from commercialism of the holiday and kind of um, also just help the planet. You know, you're not out buying new things. You're you're making things that are going to you know, and with your own time and your own um, creativity um, to somebody else. So, you know, any questions? <laughs> okay. Okay, this is a brand new thing. December 14th, which is a Wednesday from 6.30 to 7.30, we are going to have Sherry Barrett here. She is a sound healer. She does sound wash meditation. I have not personally experienced it's it. It's wonderful. I yeah. have. So it is. But I've heard from others <laughs> that it is absolutely awesome. So we're doing that. Uh, there is a suggested donation of ten to twenty dollars, just so that we send Sherry out of out of the uh, that we can send Sherry away with a little bit of money. Um, Wednesday, December twenty-first. I believe Christmas falls on a Sunday, so we're not gonna be here. So instead, on December twenty-first. At six thirty, at six thirty, it's an hour and a half. We are doing "You Are the Light" Christmas candle lighting service. Uh, it was beautiful last year, and I'm sure it's going to be beautiful this year. There will be childcare available. And then finally, <laughs> we have our second annual spring retreat at Coram Ranch coming up, April twentieth through the twenty third. 2023 
Yes, we did that on purpose. Wow. <laughs> and there, uh, if you, there's a non-refundable deposit of $100 per adult. Obviously, it's not required by November, no. friend. That's not up there. Good. Um, so go ahead and get signed up for that so we can guarantee you a spot um, at the retreat. And I made it through. Thank you, Angela. Very nicely done. We uh, have decided on a theme for our spring retreat. It's going to be love, serve, and remember. So, uh, so we'll be doing all that while we're there. Um, and thank you for calling out the practitioners. We uh, we do want to be in service to our beloved community. Um, and like you say, you don't have to wait till everything hits the fan to call a practitioner. Things are going pretty good, but there's a little room for it to get better. You know, give us a call for that too, because we like to like to see all of us being supported. And we have information cards. If you'd like to get, if you're not yet on our uh, email list uh, for our weekly newsletters and our monthly newsletters, uh, please fill out that information form, and we'll uh, get those to you. And you can uh, fill out a prayer card if you'd like all the practitioners to pray for you, or practitioner contact information is in your program on the website. She's on the way out the door today. Yeah. Instead of spreading them out. Cause it's and and uh, all the practitioners have business cards over there on the mantle, so um, it's a terrific resource, if I do say so myself. <laughs> uh, so please make, please make use of us. And I think we're about yeah. ready to sing a song. Thank you for hanging in. This has gone, you know, you're aware, a few minutes longer than normal. And that's the beauty of conscious conversations, is we just don't know what's going to come. And so we don't like to be tied to the, the clock in this particular time, so that all of the wisdom that wants to be shared can be. And so I thank you for your interaction, for your wisdom, participation, and love. And let's go ahead and close out with Love Be With You. Potato bar and salad next door. All together, hand in hand, we see the light, we take a stand, and we are changing. A whole new life for you and me, take your past and set it free, and share this blessing. Love be with you, peace enfold you, spirit lift you. Want to stay? We have a beautiful spread next door.